What? Rob, wake up! What? It's time to record. It's time to record, sleepyhead. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah, you kind of dozed off there. Sorry, I was. Uh, whew. Um. Oh man. Yeah. Slept real heavy, huh? Yeah. Oh man, I had a big lunch. I think that's what did it. I think that must be what it is. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, uh, you know. Did what? <laughs> I mean. What the big lunch? Yeah, what the big lunch do? I shouldn't presume to know because I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I just uh, I had a big lunch uh, today. I met a friend at the library and we we ate lunch there, and mm-hmm. um, and then well, boy, did I need a nap. Oh, yeah, geez. yeah, yeah. You shouldn't. Uh, I tell you, I, I any if you're gonna eat books, Dan. Uh huh. Uh huh. You you want to. You want to pace yourself, all right? Don't go for infinite jest right off the bat, which no, is what I that's did. A, that's a five-course meal, eh? Yeah. I, I mean, they call it a doorstop, but good Lord, is it a... It's, a, it's, a, it's more of a, of a blockage, <laughs> more if you of a, get a, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's sort of a, a, a Chicago deep dish of a book. Yeah it's, yeah. it's like a cement mixer in my tummy. Well, this puts me in an awkward position, because uh, I... So here's the thing. Yeah. My mom's my mom's coming to do a sweep in my room. Oh shit. And I got these nudie magazines, oh, right? God. And I got nowhere to put them <laughs> cuz she knows all my best hiding spots. Shit. But, but wait, your books are in your stomach? Yeah, I, I ate my books. That was my lunch. Okay. So if I cut you open and put them outside your stomach but under your skin, that's no problem. Yeah, I mean, how many nudie mags do you have? Uh. <laughs> Um, well, that's actually tough. Cause I, I don't know how many there are. I just don't know how many total tits are in, <laughs> in them. Right. Yeah. So I could give you that number and we could do some quick right. back of a napkin math, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, how many tits, uh, would, are in all the magazines there? 44,445. God damn it. Yeah, that uh, wow, an odd number. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't. They usually come in pairs, but huh. they do. Um, well, I, I sort of subverted your expectations, huh? You did. Um, Much it's the stuff of comedy yeah, well, in a lot of people's yeah. opinion. Um, yeah, give me those nudie mags. I'll eat them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, while you do that, I guess we will. Uh, Okay, listener, listen for anyone with misophonia, I guess. Beware, because Rob's going to be eating throughout the episode. You might hear him chomping down on some nudie magazines. This week on King Me, an Epic's original series, this is Chapelweight Part 2. King me. King me! Welcome to King Me, the official Stephen King movie podcast. The official podcast of uh, just just because you're a vampire doesn't mean it changes anything necessarily. Yep. It's a personal choice you can make. <laughs> it's a personal choice you can make. You could still live a long, uh, fulfilling life as a vamp, as a vampire. It's the, as a, it's the official podcast of... Uh, cutting a guy's head off and letting his body hit the floor. 
Yeah. Couple couple real good beheadings in this show for all of its flaws. Yeah, yeah. Couple good It's pretty beheadings. gnarly. Yeah. Pretty nasty. <laughs> it's the official podcast of two brothers writing a vampire show and doing a shit job of it. <laughs> That's right, the Filardi brothers. We didn't talk about this last time. Oh, the brothers Filardi, huh? The brothers Filardi. And now I, of course, am Gagliardi. Right. But this is Jason Filardi and Peter Filardi. I've heard of Gagliardi, but F- Jason Filardi? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Forget it. <laughs> and these guys have a bit of a pedigree between them. Well, maybe. <laughs> They've got, I mean, what I mean is they have writing credits. They have writing credits. Uh, I think, uh, what's his name? Peter seems to have uh, maybe a few more uh, things that you would recognize. The craft. Yeah, you get the impression Jason wrote the ending on this thing. Yeah, maybe. He broke that story. But yeah, Peter's written The Craft. He wrote Flatliners. Oh, how about The Road Virus Goes West? Oh, heads Uh, north. Never mind. (laughs) Forget it. Uh, to our West Coast listeners, stand down. Um, he also wrote that Salem's Lot miniseries from 04. Yeah, with Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Roblo. Yeah. Um, and of course, his brother wrote 17 again to say nothing of bringing down the house. The Queen Latifah, Steve Martin. Uh, masterpiece. Teen Latifah. All right. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. Stop. There's no explicit rating strong enough on Apple Podcasts to <laughs> to prepare people for what you just said. Don't say that. Don't say that. Do you know who's in this in this movie? Have you ever, first of all, have you ever seen Bringing Down the House? Uh, maybe like when it came out. That that's like a right around like 2000, 2001-ish. That's 2003, that's okay. right. Okay. So Steve Martin, he's a bit of a stodgy fellow. He's, I'm looking at the poster here. He's got a suit on. He's sort of angled away from Queen Latifah, who's really expressing herself. She's got a hat on. It's a bit um, akimbo, okay. you know, ca- kind of cocked to one side. Uh-huh. She's doing something funny with her hand, her hands in the air, almost as though she doesn't care at all. Hmm. Almost and as if she, she wants Steve Martin to talk to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, her face does, definitely doesn't want to hear it because she's too busy making a face like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't care. Like, mm-hmm, that's right. Oh, yeah. But we got, I mean, this thing is, this is a who's who. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you have... Um, Angus T. Jones. You, Angus T. Jones, of course. You have uh, the the actor who plays Jim's dad from American Pie. <laughs> you mean the host of the worst travel show I've ever seen? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what's that called? The Re- it's called the Reluctant Traveler. Mm. And the, have you have you seen the Reluctant Traveler? No, I have not. Uh, he. It's a travel show. <laughs> sure. And the conceit is that Eugene Levy hates traveling, but what's clear is that he does not hate traveling, and he's really like affecting. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just doing, like, he's playing a character. Right. Of a guy who hates traveling. And that's not why anybody watches a travel show. No. This is, I, I, I was going along with this, but uh, I've never heard of this show. Um, 
It's very bad. Uh, Um, It's just sort of like, it'll be like, all right, Mr. Levy, now we're going to show you the the stunning fjords of Norway. And I'll be like, mm, all right, I don't think I'll like the fjords. I don't, but I, I don't like I'm more fjords. of a, uh, he'll be like, I'm, I'm more of a, uh, uh, more of a Nissan man myself, <laughs> but I guess I'll look at these fjords. Jeez. Ah, jeez. That's, ah, jeez. That's not, that's no good. And really that's a cut above what you're getting on that show. So, <laughs> If you hated that, <laughs> and I know he did, but we're not talking about Eugene Levy's tragic later in life career. Mm-hmm. We're we're not talking about bringing down the house, right? We are talking about the uh, one of the most recent credits on the Filardi Brothers <laughs> filmographies, a show that definitely uh, happened, definitely. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I I can't say that with any degree of confidence. <laughs> Based on what I saw, yeah, I'm not sure it did. And yeah, that's true. Uh, Dan, this so we watched the second half of Chapelweight, the last five episodes, and we thought the first five episodes were pretty slow, mm-hmm. pretty meandering. Uh, well, and I'll, I'll say this as the, you know, the stakes rose mm. and the tensions. Bad, did somebody up, say stakes? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It's a, it's a womp here. Bad. Oh, who's this? What's his name? That's uh, a vampire, uh, vampire Bill. Vampire Bill. Yeah. You know him? Yeah, You're yeah. talking like you know him. No, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're tight. Oh, no. <laughs> He's got some Is really that- cool ideas. And uh, Rob, would you like to have a, a, a lunch of books at the local <laughs> library? He is the one that I eat books with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, have a, I have a powerful thirst for books and knowledge. <laughs> Uh, damn, uh, so this, uh, well, I'm sorry, you, uh, you said, as I was going to say, as the stakes yeah. rise and the tensions ratchet up, mm. it just becomes all the more frustrating that the, it just slogs along. Yeah. Uh, the stakes, in, in fact, the, the stakes rise and the tension should also rise. Uh, but man, Try telling that to anybody in this fucking thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I think the thing I realized is, like, nobody has any characteristics. Yeah. Not a single... Ca- I think... So, if we run down... Let's run down the list here. Let's say yeah. something about each of our <laughs> sort of, like, main characters here. Oh, this is... This is a this is an important exercise. Um, oh I, I first heard this being done to... The Star Wars prequel. Someone was like, basically, like, can you tell me anything about any of the characters besides their names? Right. Which I think, I, I mean, a, I haven't heard that, but that is a that's like a great metric to yes uh, uh, to gauge something on. I uh, wish I could give credit, but let's do this. Captain Charles Boone, played by Adrian Brody. Yep. What would you say is like a character trait about him? Um. Well, physically, he's very slender. He's a slender man. He is. He is. He's slender. He looks like Ichabod. Yeah. 
But he's also like kind of ripped. He, I mean, super ripped. He's fucking. He's got that Ichabod. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's got that Ichabod. Uh, he won't be giving anybody the ick with that bod. That's that's correct. Um, yeah, I mean, he the guy looks like he has a size like twenty two waist. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. It's also like we talked a little bit last week about how no one's like so many of these performances are like very modern in like how the lines are being yes conceived and delivered. Um, his body is also sort yeah. of betraying Way the, too the period of the film. Yeah. yeah, no one, no one looked like that then. <laughs> but uh, look, I mean, you could just tell all the macros that guy's getting. Come on, oh yeah, get out of here oh, with yeah. that for sure. Um, so, but uh, uh, see, you're stalling. Trait. Yeah, I am stalling. Yeah, a character trait of Charles Boone. Uh, he loves his family. That's, he's a family man. He's a, yeah. I'm a family man. <laughs> he is, he's a, uh, a Daniel Plainview. I was going to say, can you give me something that doesn't overlap with Daniel <laughs> Plainview? Uh, something that doesn't overlap with Daniel Plainview? I cannot. Um, he is... This is my issue. Is like, I don't think you can say anything about him. It's just like, sort of like, what are the circumstances around him, I think, well, are the only ways you can characterize him, right? Yeah, like, 100%. He's he's a widower. <laughs> yeah. Right, but that's he, just, like, the things... Right, like you're saying. It's just the things that are happening to him and around him. And he is, right, like, sort like, of reacting to it. And I also feel like he's just not really consistent from episode to episode. Like, he goes completely mad for one night, and then he wakes up fine, and he stays fine. That's crazy. We, we keep hearing about how this book is driving him loco, and it doesn't really do that at all. He no. bounces back. Yeah, it was. It, he, he had one crazy night, and <laughs> you know that was it. He woke up. He woke up with a freaking Mike Tyson tattoo, <laughs> a freaking Mike Tyson fake tattoo, <laughs> and there was a tiger in his apartment. Wh- Chapelweight. What? His apartment and his apartment was called Chapelweight the whole time. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, all right. Can you uh, tell me uh, something about Rebecca Morgan? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, she's a she's a a plucky career gal. She's like is she though. <laughs> she is until she's not. She's she is until it becomes inconvenient mm-hmm. plot wise. Yeah. Yeah. She. I, she's. Mm-hmm. No, I I, I think. I think this sort of goes for all of the characters where usually in a story, uh, a character starts in one place, they go through their journey and they come out the other end changed. Um, not necessarily into a vampire, into a vampire, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, emotional change. And I, I, I don't think any of these characters have a strong enough beginning to, end up different at the end which nobody does i completely agree it feels so much like um instead so a normal character right uh it would be sort of like a line Mm -hmm. that maybe like swerves from side to side but everything happens sort of 
in like a continuum yeah. and there's continuity from moment to moment in each of these characters. If you were to like plot it out, it wouldn't be a line. It would just be like dots yes. scattered all over right. the chart. Not because connected. It, yeah. Their characterization seems like where it is because it mostly isn't. Yeah. Um, it's very situational. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yes, that's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a screenwriter here. I I just watch movies and TV shows, but you know, the best movies and TV shows, right. Uh, they have like, you have a strong character that is, you know, maybe put into, you know, extraordinary situations and then like how they, you know, who they are inside is how they react to all of these situations. Right. Sure. Um, I'm getting nothing from like anyone here. Think like people turn into vampires and it just sort of gets brushed under the rug. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, what's funny too. Like we were, we were bagging on the, um, the, you basically get to choose if you're a vampire or not. Yeah. Like if you act like a vampire, they do something similar in um, Midnight Mass. I know. I was but it strong made Midnight Mass vibes from the show. Totally rowing out. You're a vampire and you row out into the middle of the water. Right. The last Please. scene, like taking place on the beach, mm-hmm. uh, burning down the church. This also made me think. Um, who's the uh, Park Chan Wook has a vampire movie oh, that sounds thirst. Very thirst. Yeah, I just watched uh, that like thirst? a couple months ago. It's fucking phenomenal. So I was listening to the blank check about it. I have not watched the movie yet. Uh-huh. Um, it sounds like there's also some overlap with Midnight Mass. Uh, yeah, probably the main character being a, a priest. Sure, a priesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was something else they mentioned that I was like, "Damn, that's crazy." <laughs> I mean, the fact that it's a virus is, of course, right. You know, and so on, etc. But I'm sure this movie's way wilder than. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty wild. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Yes, there is some midnight, some midnight mass business happening here. Um, but yeah, it just like it's a similar device, but it feels completely unearned because no one's like that's just everybody's doing that everybody's just being whoever they want to be in the moment yeah <laughs> yep. i think um yeah the con- at least the constable had like kind of a clear game for a minute and that's the thing like the constable had a clear deal right like his wife's a vampire and right. he's feeding her his blood because he can't let go of the idea that she's gone mm-hmm. uh the minister has like a crisis of faith but basically, both of these story, both of these like arcs, end with Boone just going up to them and being like, "Stop, yeah, <laughs> knock it off." And they're like, "You're right, you're right, you're right." I'm sorry, Mister Boone. I'm sorry. <laughs> I uh, uh, the minister's crisis of faith. I I laughed out loud at it. Oh my god, it, it's so <laughs> fucking funny when he's like uh, when when the vampires are sort of. Uh, you know, descending on the house and they're, you know, all the windows are boarded up and they, you know, they're, they're like shooting, uh, you know, it's like an assault on precinct 13 kind of thing. Right. Right. And like, and the whole time 
the minister is at the window, and one of the vampires is like talking to him, and like, oh yeah, it's a, it's our old friend Apple Girl. Yeah, Apple Girl is you know it, like where is your god now? Like you know basically like challenging his faith, and it takes like maybe two minutes to turn this man who dedicated his life to God. And, and then he like walks into the room. And he's like, Hey, I got a great idea. Since our God is not real. I bet theirs isn't either. So we should just give them the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the thing wild. is like, <laughs> I, that I almost feel like they put him through enough suffering leading up to that, that I'm a little bit, it's like, all right, okay. I sure. But the, the way that it fucking just turned and the way that he was just like, I know that our God, God isn't real, but maybe theirs isn't either. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. It's like it, well, it's the way it turns. And then it's also the way it turns back where Charles Boone just gives him like a little rousing speech. And he's just like, he's just like, let's lock and load captain. Yeah, yeah, Like he, he just, Full 180. Yep. It is, it's quite bad. Yes. Uh, this, this show is, uh, it's hard to talk about because it's so fucking slow. Damn. Oh my God. I, I watched, uh, four episodes yesterday. Right. And I gotta tell you by that last one kind of dozed off a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I was just booing. I was booing my screen the whole time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's um it's a real I don't know who Epics thinks they are, <laughs> frankly. Uh Epics also announced uh in February of twenty twenty two that there would be a season two of Chapel Wait. I don't know. What? I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll see. Why? If, we'll see if that actually ever happens. But I mean, sure. But the fact that they'd even suggest it—I know—it's insane. Is nauseating. Yep, totally. Is there something? Here's a question. I think we should ask. Yeah. Because clearly, where we stand is that this is bad TV show. Yes. Is there something we're missing? Is there any? Uh, we're anything? Yeah. Not to do shiny moments now, but like, <laughs> yeah, um, like no, what good I, can you say about this show? <laughs> I like all the lighting. It's all a lot of nice natural lighting. I don't like the lighting because just kidding. It's too fucking dark. Yeah. It's always so fucking drab. It, it the middle of the goddamn day. <laughs> it's, it, it's just, gray. it's dark enough that a vampire can just walk around most yeah, of the time. Yeah. There's one time when, for no reason, a vampire goes up in flames. Yes. But the rest of the time... And again, because it's convenient to the plot. Yeah. We need to move the plot along, so just this once. This is really bad. This is really bad writing. At least Stephanie Meyer had the decency to be like, actually, they just sparkle. Right. Actually, they could go out in the sun because they're they're sparkly. Because they're so fucking hot. (laughs) Yeah. But no. Look, there's about... There's like 32 abs between all of these <laughs> men here. Come on. Oh, nice, nice even number. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you like to hear. Abs and tits, not so different. Not so different. Hey, abs hey. and tits, not so different, are they? <laughs> mm. That's that's our message of healing in these trying and divisive times. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, Dan, what the fuck happens in this, uh, this fucking show? <laughs> Episode six, the offer. Charles is overwhelmed with grief and anger after his family is dealt a devastating blow. Yeah. Steven and uncle Philip come to Charles with a surprising proposition. It's fucking nuts, man. So, so y- our, yeah, I'm sorry. Go uh, on. Go on. I was just gonna say our sort of like quote unquote cliffhanger, even though we know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> of course. Uh, at the end of episode five is that what's her name? Loa. Loa. Yeah. Loa, the younger, the middle child yep. of the Boone family, um, is found <laughs> dead in a <the> ditch. <laughs> no, just she's laying in the middle of the road, seemingly dead, seemingly dead. <laughs> um, and, and so at the episode's beginning, we have like a, a sea burial cause Charles Boone is obsessed with throwing women into the ocean. I'm sorry. There's no other way to say it. I will throw every member of my family in the damn sea. So, so help me God. Yeah. It, it's just, you take a boy out of the whaling vessel, but can't take the whaling vessel out of the boy, I suppose. Mm. But you can't take my daughter out of the ocean. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, you know, throws her in the water. And that's all very sad, and it takes what feels like four hours. Yep. And then... Um, it, it is like that. It feels like that whole episode is just like that family mourning Loa's death. Her obviously fake death. Right. Obviously fake. Obviously, she's going to come back as a vampire. Obviously. Oh, no, but whoa, no. They threw her in the water. Okay. All right. So... But like nothing, about, <laughs> nothing about this tells me that they won't just break their own rules. And that's not even a rule. So they'll just do whatever they want. Right. I was thinking about that. If you're a vampire, right. The, once you go down to like a certain depth, uh, there's no sunlight, you know, could, mm. could you just be like an underwater vampire? I guess you could. My thought, my terrifying thought was that it'd be like, what was that movie? The old guard. Oh yeah! Oh god! Oh, yeah, I, that is one of the most stressful concepts yeah. in the world. No, I really didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it might be an old guard situation. Should we say what it is? Yeah, I, we can say what it is. Old okay. guard is like a three-year-old movie that nobody watches. Pretty good movie though. It's not bad. I I think uh, it has some really great uh, ideas and scenes in it. Mm-hmm. I think it is. It's not. It just doesn't get over the uh, the finish line for me. I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. Anyway, the idea is that there's like this these like immortals basically, uh, or like near immortals, mm-hmm. um, and one of them is thrown in like a box, like a chained up box, and then the box is thrown into the briny deep. Yes, and because she can't die. She just keeps like she'll die and then resuscitate underwater. Yeah. And she just wakes up drowning over and over and over again. Jesus and, Christ. Yeah. Very scary. Yeah. Very fucking scary. Very fucking scary. Scarier than this piece of shit. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let um, me tell you. So there's so many so many fucking stupid plot lines that happen in this show that they they like Oh, we need 10 episodes. You got to stretch it out. Oh, well, what if we learn some, you know, we incorporate people from the town and all, fuck off. Fuck you. Doggy, we are in a strange and dark time in media because simultaneously, 
studios don't want to pay anybody, but also they're like, we need 10 episodes of Chapel Wait. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It, I'm all for more people getting more work. Yeah. But if I weren't, if I were one of these sleazeball uh, Zaslavs, sure. um, why wouldn't I be like, let's go British. Let's do six episodes. Uh, yeah. I actually I, I wrote down in my notes and like this this show feels like a tax shelter for some oh, yeah. something oh yeah <laughs> you know someone absolutely because it's like you know it's not like um it's not like we get a bunch of different set pieces no. <laughs> <laughs> we're either in the mansion or in Salem's lot. Or we're in uh, what's the town called again? Uh, it's Cleve Preachers Preachers Corner. Yeah, Preacher Preachers uh, Corners. Uh huh. Um, and that's it. And re- even when we're in one of those other locations, we're in one of two buildings, or just like a barn. <laughs> we're in a barn. <laughs> we're in a barn. We're in a we're, fucking barn. Yeah. Oh god. So yeah, I mean, like, there's no money on screen. No. Uh, what do you think of the vampire design, though? I did want to talk about that. Um, I I like some of the vampire, the way that some of them looked. I like, uh, all, you know, spoilers, but we're doing that. Fuck it. Um, when Adrian Brody turns into a vampire, I really liked his look. Yeah. And uh, the daughter, Loa, I thought she had a, a cool look. Um, I agree. I Because we were bagging on... Um, cousin steven yeah right he looked preposterous he was too <laughs> he was a bit too green but i yeah. think like in pretty much every other episode when you see the vampires they look pretty decent yeah but that that being said i did not like jacob's design um, yeah i thought that was just like i don't know i i i, I just i kind of don't like it when the vampire like the head vampire is just like a crusty old vampire you know it it was a little disappointing for sure. Um, also, are you a have you watched what we do in the shadows the television series? Mm, I've seen a couple episodes of the first season. Would you agree that Jacob does be sounding like um, I forget his name the guy with the long black hair? Sure, <laughs> yeah. What is his name? Yeah, I don't know what his name is. Either. That's all right. Um, anyway doesn't matter even though i'm looking it up and i'm gonna say it nandor yeah of course it's nandor of course it's nandor love that guy uh but yeah no i agree it's just like there's nothing um there's no like characteristic to him that you're like that's the that's the choice right right? like he's just like like an old fucking vampire and he just like he sort of moves slowly i never got the feeling that he was like this all-powerful vampire no all you get is that he's like pretty strong but not so strong that he couldn't lose a fist fight to adrian brody right i mean oh my god that fucking the last episode is i mean that's the definition of anticlimactic my god everything about it we are a, a a portal to another dimension almost opens up and then, no, no, no. No, no, Does anything slip through? No, no, it doesn't. No, 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 no. Nope. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, but Jacob Jacob sucks. He's a chump. Uh, basically, <laughs> he a chump. His, 
his thing is that his eyes are more sunken into his head than the other ones, and he looks like um, SpongeBob when he gets when his eyes get real small in his head. Sure, that's what he looks like. <laughs> that's what he looks like. Jacob, I, Jacob's looking like a damn SpongeBob. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. So, uh, right. So Jacob, um, you know, makes a deal with Adrian Brody for the book. Right, like he. If I only could, I'd make a deal with Brody. Right. Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, it was like running up that hill, but not really. Oh. <laughs> if I only could oh. make a deal, I guess I should have said broad. Oh, gotcha. I'd make a deal with broad. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> shouldn't have said it. She'll let you finish your thought. Um, well, now my thought's gone. I don't, I don't Jacob it, makes a deal. Yeah, he makes a deal. Brody. Adrian Brody's got to find the goddamn book. Um, we see what happened. Like we heard the story about like cousin Stephen and uh, what's Philip, right? And yeah, like that whole thing. Like how did they lose the book? Like what they just fucking forgot where they put it. That's the story. But what happened mm-hmm. was uh, Stephen's daughter. Um, you know, took the book and and buried it with the preacher's kids who died. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, right. But that is uh, the way that the daughter dies. So she's running away from Stephen and Philip, and she runs into the basement and she trips and she falls down the stairs, and somewhere along the way, a pair of scissors just like uh like stab her in the neck and, yeah and kill her um i'm not which uh, yeah I don't, I don't know about all that <laughs> i don't either i don't why would you do that <laughs> why is that better than she's killed by steven right which is what we're led to so it's like we have the initial head fake of like oh the story is that she fell down the stairs right and then uh Chloris, <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Chloris is like, uh, actually, she got scissors in her neck, right? And then we learn the truth is somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Life isn't always so black and white, is it, Rob? You know, uh, there's a saying, Dan. Uh, there's your side of the story, there's my side, and then there's the truth. <laughs> oh. Uh, and maybe that's sort of the thesis of this show is like, um, nothing anybody's doing actually matters. Cause you can just do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. It's it, like, it, nothing matters. It's all gobbledygook. Anyway, all you need is a little change in perspective. Just cause you're a vampire doesn't mean you can't row, sail away on a little dinghy and leave right. a journalist to raise your children. Uh, right. Um, so Loa comes back. Uh, she's a damn vampire. Um, you know, everybody is sort of like, uh, put off by that. Um, Mm, the little fangs, the little, the little fangies right in the front. I I do like the placement of the fangs. It's not like the, the canines. It's, uh, what are the next ones over? Uh, yeah, I don't know what you call those. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, the the ones between your front teeth and the the canines. Yeah, it's a bit more, um, it's a bit more rat like. Yeah, it's not full rat. Right. 
There's like, another animal that has that, but I can't think of what. I mean, it, it sort of reminded me of like a snake, the way that like yeah, the, it, it's sort That's of like uh, I don't know. They they seem like squared off or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So, all right, I, I'm trying to remember what happened here. Uh, so Loa comes back. She's a vampire. Everybody's like, "Get away from me! We don't like vampires here." Um, Adrian Brody is very upset that, you know, his daughter chose to become a, a, a vampire. Uh, you know, she was mad at him. Um, you know, it was like a uh, rebellious teenager kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go be yeah. a fucking vampire dad. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, Steven is like. You know, sells her a bill of goods. He's like, I can make everything better for right. you. We'll be a family. And also, those rickets. Forget what rickets. Yeah. What Steven rickets. Boone. Um, there, there is a whole episode where Charles goes uh, mad. Um, a when, bit. Once, so he, he finds the book, right? Um, the Vermis Mysterious. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, he finds the book and when he opens it uh, he's sort of like uh, I don't know if it's like a uh, like a flashback or like uh, a flash forward maybe it's like uh, showing what the future holds right yeah he has he has a vision of the world bathed in darkness right so the they, they put like an uh, a red filter on the lens you know so everything mm. is just red and it's sort of like uh, uh, the camera is sort of moving. When it's on Adrian Brody, at least, it's like very like uh, kind of shaky and whatever. And then we we see uh, Jacob walking along the beach, and they're just like bodies, just sort of littered uh, along the beach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this the the vision uh, was probably for me the most visually interesting part i think that's fair to say like uh you know you're just you're watching this show like seven or eight episodes of just like gray just gray and black and gray and and then you get some red and you're like ooh, what are we doing here oh but the color is bad it's very pleasantville isn't it it is very pleasant Mm. 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 (laughs) (laughs) um so, uh, so he knows. Yeah, so he, he goes a bit mad when he opens the book. Yeah. Uh, he does some kooky shit. He, like, lets their horses go. He, uh, seems like he's gonna try to kill his whole family. Yeah, he knows that, uh, Jacob and his group of vampires and, uh, blood bags are going to, like. I don't like, think they like that term. Oh, is that not what we're calling them anymore? No. <laughs> Uh, uh, there, we call them uh, 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 blood, uh, blood uh, pigs. Blood pigs. <laughs> yeah, they prefer the term blood pig. Um, <laughs> so he knows that they're gonna be, they're gonna be coming like once night hits or whatever, or the next day. I don't know. And First of all, real quick, I'm sorry sure. to interrupt again. No, no, it's no. like the third night in a row he said this. Yeah, I know. He keeps every, fucking saying it, every fucking night. He's like, Days. I know, Stephen. I know my cousin and Philip will be coming tonight. <laughs> we must be prepared. I, I have to be prepared for 
vampires and then he, he goes down in the basement and he start he calls the the everybody down to the basement and uh what's it Rebecca she's like uh children on you go outside I will see what he wants and she goes down there and he has fashioned uh four or five nooses for um you know for him and and the fam mm-hmm. um and he's like no it'll be better this way for all of us to go together as a family and before before we are attacked by the vampires and uh and rebecca's like that is a good idea let me just go get the children you wait here (laughs) it's pretty funny it's pretty funny um but like you said like that only lasts for one night uh he wakes up and he's like wow that was nuts um (laughs) and then they're like how do we know that you won't do that again and he's like I won't get over here. You old so-and-so. I don't know why, but I believe him. (laughs) So, um, Charles Boone is an honest man. Yeah. He, Um, uh, there's another thing playing out concurrently with this, which, uh, doesn't matter at all, which is that we find out like the family finds out that Rebecca is, uh, Oh yeah. Is like, uh, it's another reporter. movie. It's yeah, what's another movie where this happens? Oh, where like um uh it's such a fucking trope. Like it, it, I feel like, like a never been kissed. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like a never been kissed where somebody goes undercover to get a news story and then they're found mm-hmm. out and people are uh, upset that they've been deceived for so long. And then um, they're like at first I was taking advantage of you, but yeah. now that you know about it I'm now not doing you know that anymore. I'm, I'm not anymore. <laughs> I'm actually. Why a good would person. I? Yeah. Why would I? You're so upset, and that makes <laughs> yeah. my job harder. <laughs> yeah, uh, the kids get very upset with her, um, but uh, that eventually and, does blow and, over. And Booney is also like, he has that like killer line, right? Where he's like, "There's like after it's after Loa dies and before he goes mad, he's like." You can stay tonight, and then you'll pack your things and go. And on her way out the room, he's like, Miss Morgan, have you found our grief sufficiently entertaining or some <laughs> such thing? It's like, the conversation's over. Yeah, yeah. Man. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> um, and she, like, that does her in. She oh, starts yeah. crying. She realizes what a nasty, lying news media stooge she's been. Yeah, I mean, what a what a nasty lady. What a what a, what a nasty. spreading <laughs> fake news. <laughs> <laughs> they did everything right, and she wrote about them. Yeah, everything that uh, the Boone family did was perfect. Uh, every, anybody could see that that it's perfect and. Perfect uh, conversations with everybody. <laughs> so, yeah. what else? What else? What yeah, else? So Charles, Charles goes <laughs> like, mad. Like a like an open mic comic. Like a what, what else? else? What, uh, what else is going on? What else is going? On? Uh, you. What do you. Uh, what do you do for work? What's your name? What do you do for work? Uh, so, and then he gives like a joke answer, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. You do nothing with it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I actually uh, remove the anuses from uh, pigs, and you're like, that sounds uh, that's crazy. Anyway, that's, that's back to my funny. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so uh yeah, so I, I just have an office job. Yeah. <laughs> and here's a funny story from the other day. Yeah. So eventually yeah you know right charles once again declares that the vampires <laughs> will be coming tonight yeah and once again he's right so in preparation they begin boarding up all the windows yes and at this point so uh we should also say while this is all happening uh concurrently right the constable uh, oh, and yeah. his wife have a whole thing going on where yeah where uh, she's in vampire jail right she is she has been put in jail for being a vampire um when you know she uh <laughs> uh he go uh, the constable goes in there and she's like very vampire sick you know she's like i'm so tired so hungry all this shit right and he's like, it'll all be over soon. And then he smothers her to death with a pillow. Yeah. He's right. basically like, I don't want you turning into one of them nasties. Yeah. Which I guess he didn't see her drinking vampire blood. Right. I mean, I don't know if he knows Or he the just rules. doesn't understand the yeah. rules. Yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to kill kill you dead. I'm going to kill you dead. Uh, it'll be better. So she, so he, uh, he cuckoo nests her. Um, and... She dies. He, he rips, and then he rips out his own sink and throws yeah, it through the throws window. It through a window. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, and then she, you know, she comes back. She's a vampire. That's what yeah. they do. Um, and he, he, like, they chain her up. They chain her up with the book as well. Um, yeah. What's up? What's up with that? I don't know. I, I was kind of hoping that you would have uh, picked up on why because I did not. I think it's just for that incredible shot when the book disappears. One yeah. of the fun. Did you get that text? I pulled that clip and sent it oh, to yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah. It was such a comedy pan. Yeah, like, it was. Basically, the book goes missing, and there's a shot. It's like a, uh, I don't know, a medium shot of her in the bathtub. Yeah. From like just above where the book would be up. <laughs> and then the camera pans down like a couple inches, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like, like the, it's all like, this is supposed to be like the action sequence. So like it's all handheld and like kind of herky jerky. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it was, it's kind of like a, almost like a Wes Anderson camera move where it's just so, sort <laughs> it of zooms like, in a little maybe. Yeah. Like it zooms yeah. in or like it's fixed on one thing and then it just like sort of like whip pans and then you're like, then you're static on another shot. Like that's the only yeah. sort of, it, it was like that. It was like, bam. And then bam down. Do you, do you dare me to, I'm just going to share it real quick. Yeah, sure. Put it up. <laughs> Hold on. Do you dare me? <laughs> do you dare me? <laughs> yeah, I dare you. I fucking dare oh, you. Damn. So how do I, so the constable, uh, brings his vampire wife over to chapel weight. Uh, the minister also goes to chapel weight because he knows what's going on. Um, his the girl that he got pregnant um she he bought her a ticket out of town basically and as she was leaving town uh she was attacked by all of those blood pigs and <laughs> she was stabbed to death <laughs> here you want to watch this and real it, quick yeah yeah all right uh, where's the book <laughs> so dumb oh my god yeah, uh, and i'm just realizing that's all gonna be like silent so yeah well. should have been should have been talking it doesn't matter it was just for us anyway yeah. anyway um so 
Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Vampire siege. So, yeah. So the minister, so that girl has died. Um, then Jacob takes the baby because we find out that it is not the minister's baby, that it is actually Jacob's baby. Oh, and Jacob guess what? fucks. <laughs> <laughs> guess what? Nice. Nice. Jacob fucks blood pigs. Yeah, he, he, fu- yeah. I mean, they're not just for blood, they're also for the other stuff. They're also for the other stuff. <laughs> You don't just take stuff out. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, that's so stupid, dude. Like it's such a, an inconsequential reveal. Cause it's not like the baby portends anything. Doesn't he just like no. kill it? Yeah. He just fucking kills the baby. And what, we're just supposed to be upset about that? Like, right. I mean like the, the cursed child. Yeah. From the beginning, they've, only been talking about how cursed this child is <laughs> like, and not that you know we should kill babies no matter how cursed they are but uh, right but it's hard to like it's hard to feel bad about the baby that we had no attachment to <laughs> yes yeah um so they kill her they kill the baby um and yes so charles puts together this uh crew of people um hell yeah he oh, does they he just um, put a fucking crew together. Yeah, huh? he, he, uh, I'm uh, I'm putting together I'm a, a team. I'm assembling a crew. Yeah. Did you catch when he's like he didn't quite say I've abandoned my boy, but he does say I have to I have to save my or like I have to find my boy, yeah. implying <laughs> yes. that he abandoned his boy. <laughs> yep. Um, but wait, I, I I I love this part. It's so ridiculous. Um, so Stephen and uh, cousin Stephen and Philip. Uh, they go to the house before Jacob and his crew and they they demand the book and uh, Charles being a, a seafaring man, a bit of an Ahab, um, they like it it's a it's a wooden stake, but it it's basically like a harpoon that they it, it is fully a harpoon. It's a harpoon that they like shoot through Philip and and there's like a rope attached to it, and then <laughs> once once the uh, the harpoon is through him, they just start pulling. They're on the third floor of the mansion. Uh, <laughs> Stephen and Philip are outside on the ground, and uh, I, their idea is to uh, just pull on the rope and like drag Philip's uh, drag Philip into the house through this window. By by this means, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. And then as soon as, like as soon as they get Philip into the room, it feels like all of them are like, okay, now what do we do? <laughs> they're like, uh, they're uh, they you know they they uh, come at him with like uh, you know various weapons or whatever, and he like he throws people off. Uh, he injures the the constable. He mortally wounds the constable. Yeah. He doesn't die there. Uh, but for the rest of his life, he will be uh, slowly dying and bleeding out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then, uh, what's it? Fucking uh, Adrian Brody. What is he? Like, he pins Philip to the wall somehow. I forget Dude. exactly this is, how. This is his, like, Mortal Kombat fatality move. Yeah, it's, he does you can't the do it same twice. thing twice. Yeah. You can't do it twice. The only thing is, like, he's like, well, I've refined my technique. I won't. <laughs> I won't run the 
I won't run him through by the body. I'll run him through by the head. Right, by the noggin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so this this kill, yeah, he pins him to the wall with something sharp. Yeah, like I don't an know iron what. poke, like a poker or whatever. Yeah, he just like gets him in the in the chest, and then he saws his fucking or he axes well, his head. Yeah, off he takes the it. axe and just cuts his damn head off, and then he throws it outside to cousin Stephen, and cousin that Steven's was actually like, kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> He found our one weakness. Yeah, yeah. Having our heads cut off. Damn yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Philip is dead now. Uh, Jacob and his crew sort of descend on the house. Um, you know, they they fight them off. They yeah. We know. get like a wave of blood pigs, then a wave of yeah, a wave of vampires. Vamps. Yeah, yeah. Basically, for reasons. I mean, okay, so Charles's whole thing is don't don't let them near the barn because the barn has the has a tunnel into the house. Yes. Knowing that. Yeah. You clearly have plenty of lumber. You're the lumber king of Maine. Right. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And like, it seems like the strategy is like, don't make the barn seem important so they don't go for the barn, which is fine. But it's like, why aren't you doing anything to board up that tunnel? Like, that should be priority number one, maybe. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, hey, kids, instead of painting crosses (laughs) on on the wood block. Yeah. That's covering the windows. Yeah. How about you go board up the the uh star wars exhaust shaft to <laughs> the chapel weight death star yeah i mean they could board it up they could just fill the tunnel in with like dirt or yeah. stuff yeah. you know just like <coughs> just mash a bunch of stuff in there whatever a bunch of worms even Wor- plenty, plenty of worms. worms around yeah put some worms in it um yeah so right uh the blood put pigs- a horse down there Put a, put a damn horse in there. It's going to take them a minute to get around that horse. I'm <laughs> oh, certain geez. of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, right, the blood pigs get uh, mostly killed, right? Um, what is it? It, the oldest daughter, Honor, is she the one who kills Apple Girl, right? Or yeah. is that Loa? I, I can't um, remember. No, Loa kills her. I thought it was Apple Girl, but I think Apple Girl died. Yeah, Apple Girl dies... In the like unholy chapel in Salem's lot. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah because yeah. Loa feeds on Apple Girl the next day. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. That makes sense. So right. Honor kills somebody, but good. A blood yes. pig. She kills a blood pig. Then the there are some vampires that start coming through. They kill some of them, but some of them like uh they don't they don't get through. But then they so Jacob is there, right? Um and Loa now being a vampire, she's sort of on the vampire side. She tell you know she's like, we need the book. That's like the thing you know. We, if we get the book, they'll leave you alone. And then you know, so she uh, Loa tells her little brother Tane, um, which hey, now Paul. I can't. Yeah, I I'm can't Tane. think. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, here I, to entertain you. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, now, Tane, I can get into. Well, yeah. Um, but she basically tells Tane to get the book and give it to her, and then they'll leave everybody alone. Um, 
which that's what he does. He like he hides out, gets the book, you know, gives it to Loa, and then you know they they leave. And then like all the vampires leaving, and then Charles is like, "Where are they going? <laughs> What's happening?" <laughs> um, uh, so they're like, "All right, well, we now we know we have to go to fucking Jerusalem's lot. We have to put a stop to all this. Otherwise, he's going to release." Uh, the worm. Uh, and what's um, that worm going to do? Or I don't doth? know. No, you know. It's going to corrupt. Oh, well, yeah. The worm corrupts, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I guess it's the next day, right? They put together a... Well, okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, Charles has... He's like, we need more men. We need more people to, to fight here, right? Um, and and uh, the other the minister and the constable, they're like, you know, nobody in this town likes you guys, right? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yes. And um, yeah, yeah. So, well, they do go to town, and there's this uh, this little guy. It's the minister's father-in-law. Oh yeah, this little guy in a top hat. He, I guess, he's also a minister, right? He, it's his church, yeah, right? Uh, the minister marries this guy's daughter because he wants to be a preacher ostensibly. And so when they get there, you know, there was a whole scene where, um, the minister's father-in-law finds out that he had an affair. Right. And they think a child with the blood pig who has a name because she left the blood pig clan. Right. But I can't remember it. So yeah, who could, so we're moving on. Um, but he keeps calling him a fornicator, and we get this funny scene where he has to go to a divorce motel. <laughs> that was so fucking stupid. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, he's just like, just looking for a room. <laughs> Ooh, um, <laughs> I'm going to need to crash here for a bit. But yeah, so the next day they go to town and that guy's like, nobody likes you. <laughs> um, and they're like, and they're also like, we don't believe you. Right. But they've brought a trump card. That's yeah. right. The constable's wife covered up with a big blanket. So uh, this, this part here, right? So before this happens, um, you know, the constable and his wife, they're having this conversation where, you know, she seems like kind of scared and she's like, you know, I don't want. Uh, you know, I don't want any of them to hurt me or whatever. And he's like, I'm not going to let any of them hurt you. Right. And then they go into town and she's covered in this big blanket. Right. And then like she takes, they take the blanket off of her and they, they, everybody sees that she's a vampire. Right. This is during the daytime. And then she starts catching fire. Mm -hmm. Right. And she's screaming. She's like, you know, starting to like, uh, She's starting to burn up, she's starting like smoke coming off of her and shit. And then she burns up and dies right there. Yes? Mm-hmm. So and the constable just sort of lets it happen, right? Mm-hmm. Was there ever a scene where or a moment where he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna let her die? <sighs> I feel like he kind of felt like she was gone in the basement. I mean, like right. that I last guess, time she feeds on him and she's just sort of like dead eyed, like, oh, why'd you stop? Why'd you oh, stop yeah. feeding me your blood? 
it seemed very like whatever, like she was just telling him whatever to manipulate him yeah. into giving so, her blood. Right. So maybe, yeah, okay. So maybe at that point he realized. But it's not, not clear. very clear. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very clear. Also, it's like that is that whole scene is undercut by the definitive statement later that you get to choose if you're good or bad. Like, right. I mean, I guess not undercut, but it's like. Well, no, but like it, it is sort of like, damn. So, so she he, just wanted to be a vampire, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She hates her husband. Yeah, her loving husband. Um. So, uh, some of the the guys in town they see this and they're like, you know, whatever, shocked. And then they they, you know, Charles Boone gives a little speech and rouses some some of the men in town. Yeah, to the big, follow him into battle. The large. Um, Alcoholic, yeah, the large, shall we say, red-haired alcoholic uh, who's been causing trouble the yeah. whole the whole damn show. The whole yeah. damn show. He's sort of like, I'm going with this guy. <laughs> this guy seems like he knows what he's doing. I yeah. did kind of like when I, Adrian... I respect a man who's not afraid to light his wife on fire. That's right. Yeah, I like how. Um, uh, sort of take Charles, uh, take Charles. Come on. It's <laughs> <laughs> all he does. It's all he does. Uh, yeah. It, I don't know. Like his whole, like I'm a sea captain thing. And then when he's, uh, trying to protect his house from Jacob and his crew, uh, he, it, it feels like he's, uh, you know, giving people orders and shit like he's a captain still on a boat, you know? Yeah. Well, he says, right. He's like, I've defended ships from yeah. marauders uh, five men can hold off 50, that kind yeah. of stuff. That's like, yeah, that is like maybe the most entertaining part of the whole show, just because like something is definitely happening. Right. We, we see like, we heard about Charles, Charles's skill or whatever. He was a, a captain of a boat for a long time. And now we sort of get to see some of that in action. Yeah. Um, and there is sort of like a through line with him, I guess, where like, he seems most uh, sort of like grounded when he's doing <laughs> oh, yeah. captain shit, right? Yeah, like, totally. Like it's that. And then even the ending, he sails off in his little boat yeah. where he belongs because he's a man of the sea. Right. But what's our, what's our takeaway there? Yeah, I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, last episode, uh, our, our gang is heading towards Jeru- Jerusalem's lot. They're going. It's the final showdown between them and Jacob. And ah, Jacob, <laughs> the the famous villain Jacob from uh, yes. Chapelway. Jacob, the strongest vampire. <laughs> um, so there's like you know He's they get there. Like there's a, a fight. They uh, they fight off some vampires. Uh, some vampires die. Some of these uh, men die. Uh, Adrian Brody get, gets into it with Jacob, like like hand to hand combat. Uh, yep. And, and as we said earlier, uh, Adrian Brody wins. It's yeah. no problem. So he he throws Jacob up against the wall, and there just so happens to be like a nail sort of sticking out of the wall that Jacob's head go like uh, the nail goes through his head and he's mm. sort of like hung up there um, and uh, cuts I, his 
body down. Yeah, he. Um, I did kind of like this line from Adrian Brody too. He's like, right before he cuts off his head, he's like, uh, "You you wanted to unleash the darkness? Well, here it comes." <laughs> and then he cuts <laughs> off his head, and the the head is still hanging on the wall on the nail while the body drops. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that point, like. Um, you know, you don't know the rules here, right? If if you kill the head vampire, do the other vampires turn back? And the answer is no. Loa is still a damn vampire. Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- uh, all of this sort of happens in the first, like, 15 or 20 minutes of the last episode. And then a- another, another classic problem of these fucking shows is they yeah. all... And well before the show is over. <laughs> yeah. What the, I, the hell, only, man? Uh, it, we, it's been happening a lot in, in these shows. And I think the only one that pulls it off is The Outsider, where it's actually like they're actually giving you an epilogue, a yep. real sort of like what happens to these people afterwards kind of yeah. thing. Well, we've also like built characters out. Oh, well, yeah. The, we, so we're it, interested. It, we want to know what happens to them. Right. We, we get to have our sort of like character moments and like complete these arcs, like put, put bows on things basically. Right. I, I oh God, I could not believe like this show is so slow. And that last episode was painfully slow. Good lord! Yeah. After after the whole thing with Jacob and uh, so uh, Adrian Brody kills Jacob, right? And then cousin Stephen comes out and he's like, you know, basically like, give me the book. We could be a family. Yada yada. And Charles is just like not having any of it. He's like, he's pissed off. He's got a sword. He he immediately like starts uh, like swinging at Stephen. They get into it a little bit, and like. I don't know. Usually in like a movie or show, whatever, there's like a big boss. Like Jacob should have been like the big boss. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he killed Jacob. So now we have Steven who is, I mean, like uh, Charles makes pretty quick work of Steven. Just, you know, stakes him through the heart and, you know, tells him to fuck off. Um, Yeah. Right. Like you, what I thought was like, yeah, again, like, I, I feel like Jacob, you know, it should have seemed like he was the big baddie until the literal wormhole opens up. Well, that's right. And and I think that's sort of, you know, anybody who watches, I have to imagine they were thinking the same thing, where it's like, okay, well, Adrian Brody killed Jacob, but now he's going to have to deal with the, whatever the fuck the, this worm thing is that comes right. out of this portal. And it seems like they... I mean, well, what happened was that they roped themselves into a corner and it seems because it seems like even they were like, well, he can't fend off this like eldritch horror. He's sure <laughs> just an Ichabod like. Right. Um, so, yeah, you ki- you kind of can't. You kind of can't. But like but killing like, Steven after Jacob makes no sense. It's uh, very, very stupid. Yeah. But you you have to because you, for some reason, decided that Steven and uh, what's the other one? Philip. Oh, Philip. Yeah, yeah. Are working against Jacob like they're warring factions. I guess. Which which also is zero fucking payoff because they have the same goal. Right. So like. 
what do you, what do any of you care who reads from the book? Like, it's just, maybe it's just like a power trip for Jacob because he's like older or whatever. He's like the elder vamp. Yeah. Um, which, you know, not for nothing. That's got to carry some weight, right? I would think so. These two young upstarts come in. All right. I'm starting to see how this conflict develops. Sure. But also it's like, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Like that's why they have to spend so much time trying to explain how it came to be that they were doing their own little yeah, side how they hustle ended up for the on, book. Right. <laughs> how they, they had their, their grind, uh, rise and grind attitude. Yeah. They're uh, drop shipping the Vermis <laughs> mysteries. Right. They're drop shipping, they're affiliate marketing. There's a lot going <laughs> on. Um, so yeah. Uh, Loa, uh, still a vampire, Right. Adrian Brody goes to her and says, you know, come home. Um, and it's this moment where like, all right. So he's like, you know, you're part of the family. Like we're all going to be a family still. Oh my God. And, uh, the, the honor, the oldest daughter is like, well, she betrayed us and yada, yada. And Charles. Also she's dead. Well, yeah, she's dead. Um, she's a vampire. She's undead. Um, and she'll probably need to feed, but we don't want to really want to touch on that uh, at all. So, <laughs> um, and and so Charles has the book. Uh, he gives it to Loa because vampires have to possess the book in order for the boons not to go insane. Uh, okay, so he uh, Charles comes up with the the plan. He's like, well, other vampires are going to come after this book, and I don't want my family to still be in danger here. Um, So his plan is to become a vampire, take the book, and have the doctor surgically implant it into his tummy. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he'll stitch him back up, and then he'll just leave. Like then he, you know, he'll go back out to sea. Um, I don't know, Dan. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Uh, seems like a bad plan, huh? Seems like a bad plan. Seems a little contrived, and also it's like, what are you going to do when the sun comes up? We know the book doesn't burn, right? So. You fucked. You kind of fucked, man. You kind of fucked yourself. Like, I do... I like the idea... I think it's, like, kind of a cool idea of him just, like, sailing the seas forever. Sure. Um, Because that's what he was doing in life anyway, as far as his family is concerned. I think there's, like, a version of this where there's something to that, and it's, like, kind of a cool, melancholy idea to explore. Yeah, the the show does not... uh, It does not at all, because, like... Because he is portrayed as like this devoted family man, so it's like, right. what? What is the tension? Like, if if he had gone incrementally insane over the course of the show, and started out as like distant from his kids, right? Then I feel like there's so much more to sort of latch onto here, and right. like. The even if everything else is the same, like he still does the stupid thing with the book, and he yep. purposely becomes a vampire because yeah. somehow that that's helpful. Um, then 
yeah, I don't know. There's something like bittersweet about him, like finally doing right by his kids yeah, and then having to leave because it's the only way he can protect them. But none of that comes across. No, it, none it of just that seems like across. the final in a long series of just random events. Yes. It seems it's, uh, I mean, the motivation isn't weird. I get just the way that he handles it. He's like, I'll be a vampire. And then you sew the book into me. That makes the most sense. And um, I was like, so I'm coming with you. And he's like, well, not really. No, <laughs> for some reason you're staying here to live in human society. Yeah. Even though you will never, uh, fit in and no one will accept you. <laughs> Because you're a vampire. You're a bloodsucker. You're a a creature of the night. Yeah. Uh, Also, it's like the other fucked up implication of this, which the show doesn't address. So, like, I don't want to be too, like, I don't know, crack.com about it and be like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) I don't want to Neil deGrasse Tyson this, but. She's going to be, like, 10 years old forever. Forever. And she's going to watch her family die. And he just left her there. To deal to with let that. that happen, yeah, I know. Uh, in the uh, the movie in- interview with the vampire, right? Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, and uh, young Kirsten Dunst. That's her whole. Uh, that that's kind of her whole deal is that she's just a child and yeah. she's a vampire, so she'll never grow up. She will yeah. never be a woman. Uh, she'll never like experience things that uh, grown women experience. She will always be a shopping. child. Yeah, right. Shopping, uh, talking on the phone. Um, Asking for directions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Stupid. Very stupid. <laughs> no, but like, uh, it, it's like this tragic sort of thing where, uh, you know, she's like a prisoner in her own body, basically. Right. right? Yes. And that is ultimately what's going to happen to Loa. She's going to live for another hundred years as a 10 year old. And what does that do to a person? Do, do you think at the, the end of that hundred years, she's still, uh, you know, uh, excited a good, about a being good a vampire? <laughs> yeah. Do you think she wants to be around people at all? You, you Maybe know? that imbues her with a nihilism watching her family die, where she's like, well, you know. Uh, life is cheap. <laughs> yeah, life is fucking cheap, dude. And like the um, the constable's wife, th- we got like a whole thing with her where she's like, "I've seen death, and it's nothing. It's there's no heaven. Right. You just are not anymore. Right. Yeah. So she, it's right. like she says, like you could either be a vampire or be nothing. Right. Uh, your choice. So like, I don't know. Doesn't Loa like? probably turn on her family and make them vampires at some point. Like if her motivation is that she loves these people, then like, she's yeah, a fucking kid, I, man, I don't yeah, know. I, I, I don't know. There's uh, a, it, it's treated as like this tidy ending and it's not, it's really not, <laughs> which is fine. Like it doesn't have to be, but don't act like you did it. <laughs> yeah, don't act don't, like right. you don't act like you fucking nailed like it. you landed the plane. <laughs> yeah. The plane has crashed into the goddamn mountain. Right. Lebowski. Uh, the uh, 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 the woman, Rebecca, also, like, she promises uh, Charles that she'll always watch over the children and yada yada. Mm. Oh, and, and by they, the way, also, they're in love for a second. Yeah. So the fucking stupid. Fuck? 
Like, so there's where one, did that come from? There's one line the night before during the siege where yeah. she's like, maybe uh, after all this is over, uh, you and the kids uh, come on down to New York. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll suck your dick. And he's yeah, like, I thought you were going to say blood. Oh, <laughs> I should have. I'm not very smart. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, so he's kind of just like, let's talk, you know, let's get through tonight, babe. Yeah, let's talk about that later. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah, and then they, I don't want to commit to anything here. And then they kiss, <laughs> but there's nothing leading up to that that suggests that's what's going to happen. And there's certainly not enough to justify the like epilogue voiceover where she says, Fuck, "And man. there he went off into the sea, the only man I've ever loved." What? Really? <laughs> what? What do you like? Because this is the first we're hearing of it, Rebecca. Yeah, I mean, the chemistry between uh, Charles and Rebecca. Oh my god, uh, chilly at best. Jesus, yeah, <laughs> as chilly as clammy as a a main whatever season it is. Yeah, winter. A, a, a main August. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. terrible. <laughs> Yeah, and that is how it ends. It ends with Rebecca. Basically, yeah, Charles is like, you're going to be their mom. Right, Why shouldn't the surrogate these, mom. These kids are going to lose both of their parents for no reason. <laughs> and you're going to be their mom now. Uh, I got to go sail the seven seas. Right. I'm Boone. I'm Charles Boone. <laughs> I'm Charles Boone. And I yeah. approve this message. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's kind of it. That's kind of how it ends. Like it, it ends in like the most uh, sort of whatever kind of way. It feels yep. like he goes. Uh, Loa uh, goes out to you know uh, Boone is uh, Charles is is rowing out and Loa screams out to him, "I love you!" And he hears it. And he does not respond. He just keeps paddling. I'm like, yeah. oh, nice moment between the two of them. <laughs> just hear him be like, thank you. Yeah. He's like, uh, what's that uh, That song? Is uh, Not Mandy. Is it Brandy? Right? Brandy, you're a fine girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, you know, my heart belongs to the sea. That kind of shit. <laughs> that's, that's what fucking Charles is saying to everybody. Is like, I like you guys. I do. But... The, the sea it calls me <laughs> damn that song rocks yeah it fucking we, it fucking rips i'm gonna listen gotta, to it as soon we as we're done recording <laughs> there are several verses to that i'm learning oh uh, yeah yeah I, so you should uh i, I yeah, should to, go out on that what happens so like you know charles lived uh up until the events of chapel wait here he was he was on the boat he wasn't going insane because uh, the book existed, right? And like, uh, you know, it, it, there was like some like something scratching in the back of his brain, and it was this book. And now, now that he has it, now that he know, like, none of that, right? Mm-mm. So, why not, you know, take a take a ship out to the middle of the ocean and drop the damn book in the bottom of the ocean? Can we do that? Suppose it could wash up. I suppose. Maybe. But sewing it into your own body? What? 
why not even put it in like a book bag and <laughs> a gen know, sport a gen sport and that's what you carry it around in since you're like never a, coming back you're never coming back right yeah you don't have to sew it into your body you do though don't yeah, you, you wanted to you why why do you sew the book into your body you wanted to <laughs> He, I think he wanted uh, he on his like ripped slender body. He was like, I think I would look cool with like a big scar going straight down the middle. <laughs> Wait, can I do another chop suey? Oh, please, please. So it'd be wake up, grab the knife and cut the head off, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like that a lot. Thanks. Uh, That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, so all right. Um, Unfortunately, this is the last time we'll hear any Chop Suey parodies in this episode. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. We'll hear one more. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Let's get into Oh, That Hurt My Parts. Yes, yes. Oh, That Hurts My Parts. A um, lot of strong contenders. <laughs> <laughs> the part parts have been hurt. Yeah, my. I mean... Uh, I think I, this is would, harsh. I don't want to like, you know, yeah, I hate to just like rag on anyone's performance. Cause it feels so personal, but sure. Doggy apple girl sucks. <laughs> She's so bad. And granted, yeah, her, her whole deal doesn't make sense, but that character and that performance feels, I, I know I said it last week, but it feels like it's from like, uh, corn kids 12 still corn in yes it's just uh, like that sort of like I, I it's it's the most played out thing in horror movies where someone's like i'm actually laughing at all of this yeah i find evil delicious and delightful <laughs> i'm evil yeah and that all sucked so bad yes that might i think as i was watching it that was the thing that irritated me the most because okay. there was no reason for it it was just supposed to be like a little bit of zhuzh and yeah. it was and then the i don't know she also has that conversation with loa later where she's mm-hmm. just like i'm gonna be like you pretty soon yeah yeah it's like I, we all know why you're doing this yeah i don't know we, yeah we get it you're familiar we know <laughs> like, <laughs> really fucking- it's it's that scene in the barn with Tane, I think, was maybe oh, yeah, yeah. the low point. Like, those two acting off of each other, it was yeah, just it was more than I could good. bear. Yeah. Yeah. What hurt your parts? Oh, damn. So much. <laughs> so much. Um, really, like, I, I don't know if there's just one instance that hurt my parts the most. I mean, the pacing of this show was excruciating and I felt every minute of it. You oh, know? Yeah. I, I there were no so point. many so many instances of just like hitting the okay button on the remote to see how how much oh my God, left in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I I was constantly checking like are we almost <laughs> I mean, And the answer is oh, like for me it was always like oh god 25 minutes that was like always the part where i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me wait in my notes here uh the young mother is stabbed to death lucky her 
Um, <laughs> oh, you're the, you bitch. Yeah, I, I was getting sassy with claws, my claws. Claws in, Kitty. Yeah, yeah. I I wrote down I'm like how long is this episode? Infinity? Is it <laughs> infinity long? <laughs> I was just getting so fed up with every uh, every episode. Like you said, like I was constantly checking how much time was left in every every episode that I yep. watched. Oh, um, you know what was crazy also? Yeah. Abel Stewart just disappears. He's credited as being in eight episodes and he disappears. Yeah. <laughs> like as soon as the action starts, I don't I feel like he's nowhere to be found. Yeah. And then that, he comes back at the end for the like so, sorry to bring up Star Wars again, but the like metal ceremony scene <laughs> right. where it's like the coming out of vampire Charles Boone and he just says like it was an honor to uh serve you, sir. He's yeah, like, the yeah. honor was mine or some right. kind of shit. And then, and then he just leaves. He's like, bye. <laughs> I guess I'll <laughs> well, move bye. on with my life now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was stupid. But yeah, so, no, this it's the slowest show. I mean, I, I really don't know if I've watched something. Like, you know, I, I've watched slow-paced shows before. But when it's so slowly paced and... Uh, you know, the writing is so bad and all the, like nothing, there's no motivation behind things. People just doing things. It just drags on forever. I'll tell you what, Rob, this show was so slow after it was over. I had to put on drive my car to get my heart rate back up. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. I, uh, I, I, uh, I hit, I took a shot of NyQuil just to wake myself up. Just to knock the cobwebs out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I would say the overall pace of the show was the, the thing that really bugged me the most. Yeah. Yeah. Shiny um, moments. Yeah. It wasn't all bad though. Was it Dan? Was it? Was it? Was it? Danny! This is shining moments. It's the opposite of oh, that hurts my parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it may have all been that bad. Um, again, <laughs> yeah. the shot of Mary Dennison, the reveal that the book is not tied to her anymore, is one of the funniest things. Yeah, I've seen in a minute. Um, so I quite liked that. The, um, we we've watched uh, bad shows and bad movies for this podcast before and i really feel like this is the worst one that we've watched wow yeah worse than well uh, yeah again i i always come back to the mist but then i'm like well the mist had so much like crazy shit in it at least like right i mean it was dumb but at least something was happening on the screen (laughs) right it didn't make sense and a lot of it was unmotivated and dumb uh but it, it, you know, people were doing things. <laughs> this is, oh man, really mm. fucking, really bad. Yeah. Um. So, but my, I guess the only, the only thing that I really sort of, uh, took interest in was when he had that vision and everything turned red and we saw, you know, what uh, Jacob's plan was for the future and just to yeah dr- drink everybody's blood. Blah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I kind of liked what was happening in the sky as they were reading from the book. 
Okay. Right? Like, there were, like... Like the eclipse of the moon and that kind yeah, of Yeah, and it seemed like stars were, like, exploding in the sky and, like, getting yeah. sucked into the the wormhole. Sure. And that was kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> you know? But um, kind of cool? <laughs> I guess it was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, that's it, though. Yeah. That's as far as I'll go. Not a very good show. No. Not a very good show. Um, I guess we'll move it right along. We should move it right along to King Tropes. King Tropes. King Tropes! If you said it before, you just say so. We'll add it to our running list of King Tropes. Why are all the children always evil? Why so many one letters for people? King wanted to. Why are all the children always evil? King wanted to. Why so many one letters for people? King wanted to. Why is there always going to be a greaser? King wanted to. You just need to trust this, guys. Go to Bloodline Device. I drive a great distance just to. Die. King tropes. King tropes. The rules, if you're new to the show, if it's happened two or more times in <laughs> something we've covered, it's a trope. That's, that's the a trope. that's the two makes a trope rule uh, coined here on King Me. The only show with the two makes a trope rule. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's open with a fun one, shall we? Okay. Death by harpoon. Uh oh. Carry to the rage. Or yeah, yeah. When, uh, the rage colon carry to. C Ty B gets his dick shot off. That's right. Death. Zachary Ty Bryan <laughs> loses his cock and then his life. Oh man. Yeah. Wait, he gets his dick shot off with a harpoon, and then I think his eyes go crossed as he dies. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a there's like a fart ADR'd in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, putting yeah. together a vampire killing crew, of yeah, course, Salem's you, Lot. Of course. Um, uh, let's see. Cobbled together family of survivors. Yeah, like the surrogate sort of family at the end, with uh, mm. Rebecca being the mom. Um, Traveling I mean, a like, great distance just to vamp? <laughs> That's what. I ch- technically, Charles Boone does do that. He does. Um, I'm trying to think what else like uh, this vampire business you know vampires like uh, you know uh, taking shelter in a church the irony ah uh, yes <laughs> burning down the vampire town sells yeah. a lot you gotta burn that town down um, you know what we forgot to mention entirely which is kind of funny what's that the minister's wife poisons him to death oh yeah remember that I was like, I was trying to think if that's a trope in any way. I wouldn't say so, but... No, I don't think anybody... Right? Does anyone get poisoned to death? I don't think so. Not a lot of poisonings. No. Certainly not with soup. Any soup-based deaths. (laughs) Have you seen, um... Fuck is it? Phantom Thread? (laughs) No. Yeah, alright. Wait, Uh, he dies a soup-based death? No, no, no. He doesn't die. Uh, but there's some there's some soup poisoning in that movie. <laughs> wow, wow! <laughs> you should. I think you would like that movie. You should watch it. All right, I I'm sure I would. I mean, Daniel Day Lewis as as a dressmaker in 19 early 60s England. Come on, deal deal me in, doggy. Yeah. Um, plucky reporter who gets in over their head. 
does the night flyer qualify oh yeah definitely yeah uh getting tricked by your vampire wife into doing something nice for her (laughs) that feels a lot like one for the road Mm -hmm. mm-hmm that's true well yeah that's that's not official that's a baby that's not yeah i guess that is a baby but it's also one for the road based on a short story in night shift so is uh, jerusalem's lot which is you know travel weight is based off of loosely my Mm. god loosely wow our standards are really slipping a a a uh locking a monster in a prison cell does that happen in what's the one with tack oh desperation does that happen in desperation Mm. maybe not i don't think so are we scraping the bottom of the barrel my boy I believe we are. All right. Maybe it's time to move on to our next segment, Where Was Slimer? This is Where Was Slimer. Uh, Rob. <laughs> yep. Do you see Slimer anywhere in this movie? Um, I was trying to think if I did see Slimer. <laughs> maybe like towards the end, you know, uh, when when the vampires are dying, things do get a little slimy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, I'm thinking no of, hot dogs in this movie though. It's yeah, a period piece, and it's true. <laughs> I, I feel like Slimer doesn't belong in the 1800s. You know, he's more—he's a 20th century girl. You know, imagine if you saw him like, uh, you know, like hoisting the sails on Boone's <laughs> boat at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, you just see a glowing green onion head. Yeah, and he's doing like the blah, 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 yeah. Blah. A seagull. <laughs> a seagull flies into his mouth and he just goes yeah licks his lips a big yep. tongue comes yep. out like scooby-doo tongue licks one his bite lips. <laughs> one clean bite um yeah i don't remember seeing a slimer in this yeah weirdly. no slimers i guess slimer from ghostbusters wasn't in chapel weight <laughs> and this was where it was slimer yep <laughs> That was where was Slimer, and that, I guess, brings us to our penultimate segment, IMDB. They just cheated cheated us. us. This isn't fair. It isn't fair. IMDB, where we compare our opinion of the movie against the weighted average user score on IMDB.com. Rob, as Mm. always, I am committed to data integrity on King Me. And so what I have done is compiled... Each episode's score and the number of voters it got and Uh ran a little formula in my Excel spreadsheet Great to tally the total number of voters and the overall weighted average score of the series. Uh Uh-huh. 4,725 souls gave their opinion across uh, across these episodes. Now, I should clarify. I don't know that these are unique users. That's just the total number of votes the show got. Yeah, well... So on the if you go to the Chapel Wait like main page, you don't go to the episodes. Oh no! It, the, it says that the eleven thousand people voted on it. This I'm going to tell you an average weighted user score of seven point two. Hmm, that's not consistent with my scoring. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I'd seen is, that. Is uh, IMDb juking the numbers or what? I think they're. I think they're. I think they're goosing it. I think MGM Plus is goosing these numbers. All right. Because if you add them all up, you only get four thousand seven hundred twenty-five. <laughs> okay. I'm not kidding. <laughs> well, you know what? I also, I'm not. Uh, I think that you you 
you know, if you wanted to re- like leave a r- rating or whatever, you can do it on the whole show or you could do it on individual. Oh, episodes. okay. Okay. So maybe that's why. All right. Let's go with the whole show. Then I put right. in all this work. I developed I know. this, this made, carefully. Made Danny do math. God I, damn it. I, but you know what? I was happy to do it for the show. Well, it's for the show. 11,000 stupid vampires of, <laughs> of, with the morality of their choosing. Uh-huh. Logged on to IMDb and awarded Chapelweight, the Epic's original series itself. Yeah. A weighted average user score of 7.2 out of 10 stars. Rob, I'm just going to say it. That is six. Way too low. Six point. <laughs> I, 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 I'm offended that it only goes up to 10. Yeah. Uh, 6.2 6.2 stars too high. It should be a one out of 10. This is a very bad program. Yeah. It's a one. It's like I I could, uh, most of the things that we watch, I could find some sort of something to like about it. You know, uh, this was just so boring. This is like such content. Yeah, this is fucking content. This is pure, uncut content, black tar content. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I don't nothing watching this except rage. So what I will say is, like on the episode scores, yeah, they all have like pretty close to the same number of votes. Uh huh. Um, and close to the same score, like all within a point of each other. What was your? What did your uh, score come out to? The average. I'm so calculated. Glad, I'm so glad you asked. I mean, you t- you put in all the work. We might. We well. might as well talk about it, right? Because I do think it gives us a, it gives a different dimension to our analysis of. Oh yeah. Uh, during the IMDb segment, um, so it came out to seven point seven. If you go by like wow. individual episode averages, yeah. The highest is eight, and that's episode seven, which is the one where he goes crazy. I think so. I think hmm. so. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That is the one. That's also the one with the vision of red. Uh. Um, but there are also like, here, uh, here are the individual scores. 7.6, yeah. 7.7, 7.8, 7.9, 7.5, 7.9, 8, 7.5, 6.9. This to me says these are paid ratings. They have to be there, and there's so few of them, right? Only like a few hundred. Yeah, Epics. No, you're telling me Epics doesn't have bot farm money? It, it, I, uh, I something's I, fishy here. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, we just for the bonus show, right? We watched uh, Evil Dead Rise, right? Bonus show. Where's uh, where's that available? Oh, you could go over to uh, patreon.com slash kingmepod. Uh, surely surely entertainment of the... Oh, damn. I was going to say, surely entertainment of that quality would cost you $50, $60 a month. Well, you would think so, Dan, but uh, it's only $5 a month. And you get uh, a bi-weekly uh, episode, bonus episode where we talk about some sort of genre movie. We just finished up our Evil Dead series. Yep. And then every Tuesday, we also do some sort of a fun thing. We sometimes read books. We sometimes, sometimes cook books. things. Yeah. Um, sometimes we cook the books. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we, epics? Nay. No. No, we're not. No. Uh, 
so wait what are we uh saying uh oh just that the if you do it by my oh metric, yeah, yeah you get 7.7 out of 10 that's an, uh, yeah that's crazy no way yeah it's uh, really loco uh it's it much is. too high it this is a one i couldn't like in there is nothing about this that i could like if somebody asked me like oh have you seen chapel weight uh first off i would say get away from me uh mm-hmm. <laughs> but then i would say uh yes i did <laughs> and nobody else should watch it this is like this should be a show that what if the know, person like, who said that to you is adrian brody <laughs> and he was looking at you like really hoping you liked it did you did you like it what did you think of uh there the scene where it like af- it's in the last episode after the fight and everything adrian Brody like takes a bath and then he comes out and he's like uh he he isn't wrapped in his towel he's still sort of drying himself off and you like you don't see his dick but you like almost see his dick i liked it <laughs> yeah man get that brody dick <laughs> get adrian's brody yeah uh, uh he yeah. uh does the what did you say does the penis match the nose yeah, <laughs> yeah. does the schlong match the schnoz oh uh? wow and five dollars a month gets you <laughs> Gets you a bunch of shit like that. Gets you guys. a bunch of Come shit on. like that, baby. <laughs> um, Nothing more to say. No, no, that's it. Um, which bye brings bye. us to our last. Oh, oh, right, of course. I almost forgot our last segment. I was trying yeah. to sign off. We didn't even do our last segment yet. We got to do our last segment. Let's yeah. do it. All right. This is Show's Over. Show's Over. This is Show's Over. Thank you for listening to the King Me program, the official program. You can <laughs> the official uh, program. Uh, yeah, you know, patreon.com slash KamiePod. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, oh, hell you yeah. can rate us on Spotify. I think Stitcher is gone forever, so RIP Stitcher. But if you can rate us, we ask oh, that you no. do it. My Stitcher premium uh, Where, subscription? Where's that money going? Yeah, it didn't save that company. <laughs> um, if you, yeah, if you haven't rated us on Apple, that's extremely helpful. Yes. Uh, especially because these doofuses, they give us these three-star reviews now. <laughs> Have you heard about this? They give us these three-star reviews. Have you heard of this? Have you, Have you heard, heard of this thing? thing? The three-star three review? Other thing I'll say about the Patreon is that we do listener requests. When you sign up, you get yes. to demand... A movie for the bi-weekly episode. It, and it could be, you know, it could be anything, really. It could, you know, we've uh, done uh, John Waters' movie. We did Puss in Boots. We did uh, The Holy Mountain. Ah, The Holy Mountain. That was a good one. That was a mm. really good one. But it's no Puss in Boots. Well, obviously. Um, yeah, go check out the Patreon, guys. Um, all right. Bye. That's it. Yep. Um Next week we're doing something else. You gotta fucking stay tuned. You're not gonna tell them? I'll tell them. So not next week. In two weeks we That's will right. be back uh, with uh, the Timekeepers of Eternity. Whoa! So what the hell are you talking about, everybody's motherfucker? Gotta, everybody's got to figure out what we're talking about here. <laughs> All right, a little cliffhangy. All right. <laughs> And on that note, 
uh, uh, Stephen King. Stephen King. 